What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today we are looking at a very an interesting card that's been previewed from Double Masters. Um, very interesting. It has it has me kind of scratch my head a little bit, um, and I also have a number of questions about it that I think let's let's dive into it. Let's I guess we should just start talking about it because it's pretty darn interesting. So we're looking at Rolling Earthquake today. Now, Rolling Earthquake is a card that was originally printed back in Portal 3 Kingdoms, and that's really what I find so interesting about this card. Um I suppose we should start like we do with every magic card though, and let's look at what the card itself is. It is a sorcery. If it costs X and a red, Rolling Earthquake deals X damage to each creature without horsemanship and each player. Now, the reason that I find this so fascinating is because it's invoking a keyword that has only appeared in one set ever, and that set was Portal 3 Kingdoms. So, in the case of Rolling Earthquake, the fact that it's dealing damage to creatures without horsemanship means it's basically dealing damage to almost every creature that's out there right now. Unless Double Masters brings us some more horsemanship support. So that'll be really interesting to see. Because the real question is, why did they include this? <laughs> you know? So there's one easy answer in that it's X, red, deal one damage to each player and each creature. Basically. So that's an incredibly powerful spell today, but the fact that it has horsemanship referenced is just kind of a head scratcher. It's just weird. Um, so it is a very powerful card, but what I would like to see in order to really make this thing pop and give it some synergy is printing additional cards with horsemanship because I understand there have been a couple of commander cards over the years that have been reprints from Portal 3 Kingdoms that have included horsemanship but those are very few and far between now if you're not familiar horsemanship and let's be honest 90% of you won't be because the the cards that actually have this stuff on them is so rare so Portal 3 Kingdom was actually a set and it was the only set, to my knowledge, that has included horsemanship, aside from a handful of strategic reprints and, like, commander products and those types of things. But Portal 3 Kingdoms originally came out in 1999. <clears throat> it leveraged a lot of, like, um, a lot of imagery and a lot of, um iconography that was that's the word that my brain is getting hung up on right now anyway it involved a lot of chinese iconography and it actually was primarily sold as i understand it overseas it was primarily in like australia new zealand and japan like those were the sets where those were the areas where it was printed the most there wasn't english printing though and that some of it has been sold in the united states and europe um but it was a set that was printed once back in 1999 and has seen almost no strategic reprints since then. Now, the set, it doesn't have a lot of amazing things in it. It has a couple of real bangers. Like, Rolling Earthquake here is actually a pretty solid card, no question. Um, it also has cards like Imperial Seal, which is worth a mint right now for a number of reasons. But it's basically Vampiric Tutor. Um yeah, except you could have it and Vampiric Tutor next to each other um, in the same deck. Uh, you know, so you can have either eight of in a 60 card, which would probably be a little bit of overkill, or you could have two Vampiric Tutors in your EDH deck if you have an Imperial Seal. So that thing is freaking amazing, no question. So there are certain cards like that that are phenomenal in this set. But the vast majority of them were kind of over-the-middle fine cards that 
created an interesting environment when they were pitted against each other, but they didn't really do much um, for the metagame. Like, so they were actually made standard legal in 2006. And as far as I, or not standard, I'm sorry. They were made legal in like legacy and vintage in 2006. And as far as I know, there were very few waves. Um, so I don't know if anyone was clamoring for any reprints from Portal 3 Kingdoms, especially as it relates to horsemanship, because horsemanship as a mechanic is actually very simple, which is cool, and unlike phasing, which they've recently brought back. So who knows, maybe horsemanship will make a comeback. But horsemanship is really simple. A, cre a creature that has horsemanship can only be blocked by creatures with horsemanship. That's it. Now... And so it's half of shadow, where a shadow creature can only block other creatures with shadow and can only be blocked by other creatures with the shadow. A horse, uh, you know, a creature with horsemanship can block whoever they want, but when they're attacking, they can only be blocked by somebody with horsemanship. Kind of functions similar to flying in that regard, now that I think about it. So basically flying is just, or horsemanship is just, it's just another name for flying, except it's not flying. So flyers can't block horsemanship actually yeah now the more i think about it the more i'm glad they went away with that and just put all their eggs in the flying basket because that is just so simple um by comparison especially so yeah rolling earthquake it's it's fine horseman I mean, like the card is good it's a good board wipe no question but and it scales and you can actually end the game with this um because it does deal damage to players so it is a very very good card a lot of people are going to be very happy to have it but does this mean that they're bringing more horsemanship? I would be shocked if they do. I would be absolutely shocked if they print more cards with horsemanship because no one's asking for it. Horsemanship is an ability that absolutely nobody is asking for. So if they bring that in, all it's going to do is increase the complexity of the game. And the fact that they reference it on Rolling Earthquake here is already like a step in the direction of making it confusing to new players. I understand that new players isn't exactly the target market for double masters, but the truth is while we talk about the product release at the time of release, the vast majority of these cards are going to see the majority of their lifespan years after these printings and players are going to be running into these cards all over the place at their local game stores or you know online in various formats um, for many many years into the future and so when you when little references like that are pulled back and brought it back into the forefront it does a couple of things for somebody like me who's really invested in the game it can provoke some interesting questions that we can talk about on a podcast like this okay that that's not bad but for newer players it could f cause a little bit of dissonance it might be really difficult and if somebody's first picking up the game like i wouldn't want to sp if i was playing rolling earthquake against somebody who was sitting down for their very first game well, one, I don't think I would do that because I think this card is going to cause a lot of feel-bads because it's a very powerful board wipe that hurts their life total. But all this, but that aside, the call-out about horsemanship, so as I'm explaining what the card does, I don't know about you guys, but there is this kind of phrase that kind of as somebody who's taught other people how to play Magic before, I've had to say a number of times, which is, oh, you know what, that, you don't have to worry about that because... And you don't have to worry about that because that's something that we say all the time. And if it's you don't have to worry about that because you don't have any artifacts in play or you don't have to worry about that because your life total is over such and such, then we're talking about the game. We're breaking down different elements of the game and we're teaching how to play the game. 
if I have to explain, oh, you don't have to worry about that clause in the card because it doesn't impact anything that exists today, then the question is, okay, then why did they print it? <laughs> and in this case, maybe it's to appease some like really niche commander players. And actually, I gotta say, of all the cards from Portal 3 Kingdoms that they could have pulled into this set... This makes sense. You know, Rolling Earthquake makes sense because it is good regardless of whether or not the environment you're in has horsemanship because it targets things that do not have horsemanship or it affects things that do not have horsemanship. Now, there's a green version. Um, I believe it has something to do with trade wins, if I'm remembering correctly, of that. that's the same effect, except it deals damage to players and creatures with horsemanship. That thing... I mean, actually, and the card itself is probably worth quite a bit, and I'll get to that, but the, that effect isn't worth anything. I don't want to put, there's not a single deck I want to put that in, you know? Who's sideboarding against horsemanship? That's just not a thing. So, however, the card is still valuable monetarily because the supply is so low. You can find the worst crappy junk common from Portal 3 King Portal 3 Kingdoms that is laughably unplayable and it would still be a couple of dollars right now because those cards and even if even if they've been reprinted there's a really good chance that if you have an original Portal 3 Kingdoms copy it's going to be worth something because those cards are at this point like they're they're 20 years old they have been around circulation and it was a fairly limited print run to begin with. So the cards are just not in the market. And it's that collectible aspect of it that is the desirable part. So one of the challenges or something that I want to throw out there as it relates to Rolling Earthquake, what is the litmus test that Wizards goes through when selecting reprints for a master set? If anybody has insight into that, I'd love to hear it um, because... I'm wondering if the reason Rolling Earthquake was included uh, was similar to the reason that cards like Boon Reflection and Thought Reflection were included. Um, and the kind of the theory that I've heard on all of those is that the cards have just not been reprinted or been reprinted very, very sparingly and the supply is low. And as a result, the dollar amount that those cards demand on the secondary market is very high relatively speaking, like Boon Reflection was around 15 bucks, as I understand, before the announcement of the reprint. Um, but the card itself is it's fine. Like, it's it's like a B-plus at best in the right situation. If you're not in the exact right situation, that thing is an F. It just doesn't work. Um, and so Rolling Earthquake is at least playable. But how many cards from Portal 3 Kingdoms could they have brought into this set if all they were really looking at was what cards are worth more money? Because... The truth is, reprints drive that price down and force the force players to be able to enter the game more readily. That's the value that they're bringing to the the environment. Now, Wizards, due to legal reasons, can't acknowledge the secondary market. So nobody from Wizards will tell you that that is what's going on. And that's how it's supposed to be, um, for legal reasons. You know, their legal counsel is, is very stern on that. And, okay, fine. Like, I understand that that motivating their business decisions could be considered, um, you know, could could be, uh, there's some, like, I don't know if it's gambling law issues or antitrust issues. Anyway, I'm not a lawyer. I know it's bad if something happens. And um, 
So we as players are all kind of aware of this. We're aware of the secondary card market. We look at it, we talk about it, we um, we leverage it, you know, we buy cards. It's one of the things that we, most of us do. Um, and if we don't buy cards, it's only because we don't have the expendable income in the moment, and we'd much rather be buying cards. I don't know about you guys, speaking from personal experience there. But um, if, I mean, I have no doubt that the original printing of Rolling Earthquake was incredibly, incredibly expensive. Uh, before this announcement. And you know what? I don't think that price is going to change at all. It will be very interesting to see what this reprint is worth. Um, in the case of some of the other some of the other ones I mentioned, like the reflections, those um, are playable in certain circumstances, like primarily Commander, and they've only been reprinted once, but it was in Lorwyn, and like the Lorwyn block, I think it was Shadowmoor. Anyway, so that set does not have the mystique. I mean, that was a standard legal set that came out in like 2006 2007 something like that and it had kind of a kind of a solid reception but at the end of the day like it was part of the kind of the modern you know th those cards are modern legal that's another thing like it was part of the modern timeline that we're in um and so it's easy to not really think too much about it meanwhile portal three kingdoms is like from this bygone age and it was a limited print run so all those cards are worth a lot, regardless re regardless of their impact on the game. The impact on the game is what oftentimes drives prices up, and demand for specific cards because of their impact on the game drives those prices up. And therefore, it would make sense if Wizards is looking at high prices to identify which cards are in high demand. However, the people who are demanding those products makes a difference into whether or not a reprint is going to make sense. Because if you're reprinting cards that are only valuable because they're rare and collectible, creating a new version of it isn't going to modify it at all. Because the new version isn't the fancy version that was originally printed back in 1999. And when I say fancy, I just mean it was just old. You know, it's, it's old and part of history. It's when you're buying something that that is that um, specific and that collectible. It's because it was a part of a certain point in history. Rolling Earthquake and Double Masters was not part of the 1999 release of Portal 3 Kingdoms. It wasn't. It never will be. Now, you know, this artwork may be the same. Um, I, I, I'm not exactly sure. Um, and, like, it's an homage to that set. But it doesn't have the collector value because this is going to be printed in brand new products in 2020. So it just isn't. It's So reprinting this does not increase the supply against that demand. Meanwhile, cards like Blightsteel Colossus, cards like... Um, like Jace the Mind Sculptor that we looked at yesterday, that those cards are in incredibly high demand and as because they are played in multiple formats and they are very strong cards. And so people who want to play in those formats want to get their hands on those cards. And the people who do have their hands on those cards, in some cases, even if they aren't still playing those formats, they are precious memories. And because they're valuable, they don't want to part with them necessarily. In other cases, people want to turn them into money. So, I mean, there's that. But... As a result, they're fewer and fewer in the market, but the demand is because they're game pieces that people want to play with. It's not the collector factor, necessarily. 
but the the gameplay factor is really what drives the demand and the price up on those. And in those situations, reprints are great because if you just want a Jace the Mind Sculptor for your modern deck, and you know you just need it because you have a tournament coming up that you want to be successful in, you're not going to care what the set symbol looks like. It doesn't matter. Does it have a border? Is it the full borderless? Whatever. Do, is it a legal Jace the Mind Sculptor that I can play in an event? If the answer to that is yes, sweet, sign me up. And you know what? If this one costs 50 bucks and this one over here costs 100 bucks, give me the $50 version. I don't care if the little squiggly mark on it isn't the fancy version or isn't the most expensive, you know, prestigious version. It will help me win the games. That's what I need. Um, and that's what makes a, a reprint worthwhile. And that's why people are screaming about Fetchlands, because they're incredibly valuable because uh, they have a huge impact on the game. And to be competitive, you need them. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Rolling Thunder, it's an interesting card. I like it. It would be significantly more playable if it was an instant. Um, and by significantly more playable, I mean actually kind of busted, because that's just a scaling blasphemous act. Um, and <laughs> that's pretty great. Actually, no, is Blasphemous Act Sorcery? I think it might be. Actually, no, this is kind of a scaling Blasphemous Act already. So this is already just, it's just a big old board wipe. Um, if you have mana to sink, just wipes the board. If you need a board wipe, it's a board wipe. I think in Commander, this is going to have some play. Uh, and there are probably a lot of people like myself who weren't aware that this card was out there. Um, who now, all of a sudden, it's on our radar. And, you know, I think Commander players are probably going to snatch this thing up um, once it hits the market. But I think that's probably going to be it. I could be wrong, but... Um, I don't know. It just I don't think that this card and I I could totally be wrong on this. I am not a legacy or vintage player, so I don't know. Maybe it has some some implications in those formats. Um just because actually it's a strictly better Blaze. Um Blaze is a card that is kind of a nerfed fireball. It's just X and a red deal X damage to tar to any one target. That's all it does. Um but Rolling Earthquake it deals X damage to each player and each... Well, I guess it's not strictly better because it hits you too. Anyway. Well, and I guess the fact that I keep going back and forth on whether or not it's a good card is even indication enough that it probably didn't merit a reprint for playability's sake. And I suspect that the reason this card has been valuable is because of its rarity. Um, and not because of its impact on the game but because of its place in history. So I don't believe that this Rolling Earthquake is going to carry the same value as the previous version. And that's something that we do see in Magic cards, as well as any collectible cards. Um, you know, I can pull up an image of a Babe Ruth rookie card on my computer and print it out right now. That printout is worth nothing. If you have, like, an actual Babe Ruth rookie card and have it signed, like, that thing is worth... That, that thing's guaranteed to be worth thousands upon thousands of dollars for a little strip of cardboard. That thing could even be creased and dinged up. It would still be worth some, that much because it was a piece of history. An original Three three Kingdoms Rolling Earthquake is a piece of history. A Double Masters Rolling Earthquake is a rare that people are going to be bummed to open in their VIP booster. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. This has been Rolling Earthquake. This has been kind of a, a little bit of a downer l tone, I suppose, now that I really stop and think about it. I think it's an interesting card. I want to get my hands on one, but not that badly. I think I'm going to wait till they're about a dollar um, and then maybe pick one up if I remember. Like, that's where this is for me. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an EDH deck in, you know, I, in a couple months where I'm like, oh, yeah, what was that thing? That's where this fits. So... 
it'll be interesting to see how the market shakes out on this. I'm definitely curious about it. Um, and I'm also curious to see if we actually get horsemanship. Because if there is the potential for like a limited horsemanship archetype, I would be so jazzed. Like, I love seeing older mechanics like get that treatment. And if we could just have a mini Portal 3 Kingdoms within Double Masters, then my whole tune changes. I freaking love it, and I'm all I'm all in on it. Because um, I just think that would be fascinating and fun. Do I really want horsemanship back at EDH tables? Not really. But in the context of these boosters, I think that could be fun. Anyway, thank you so much for hanging out, everybody. You guys are my favorite. Um, yeah, I'm here as well as Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhocks42, and by here I mean wherever you're listening to this, and if that is in a podcast form, it's also on YouTube, and if you're watching on YouTube, hey, how's it going? This is also available as a podcast. Anyway, thank you so much for hanging out, guys. I'll catch you next time.